Hello there and welcome to episode nine of the School of Self-Improvement podcast. I am your host, Christina. Welcome. I am a weight loss coach and a qualified nutritionist. Not only that, I have also myself lost and maintained a weight loss of more than 100 pounds. So my mission is to help people everywhere achieve their goals in weight loss and health, but also in all areas of their life in general. The topics of this podcast will not be just about weight loss. I want to approach weight loss holistically because you know that old saying, wherever you go, there you are. And I do teach weight loss, but I also teach the importance of focusing on changing your mindset and making your life happier and more fulfilled because wherever you go, there you are. So if you are not happy in your life right now, even if you lose all of the weight that you want to lose, you are still going to feel the same when you get there. I promise. Ask me how I know. You will be the exact same person you are today, no matter what you weigh. So start making changes in your life today to be happier. And this podcast is going to help you do that. Today's episode is really fun for me. I have a very special guest who's going to talk to us and we're going to have a conversation about how it's okay to change your mind. When I teach weight loss, I teach that you should do whatever works for as long as it works. And then when it stops working, try something else, make some adaptations, make some changes, rethink your plan. And I completely believe that the same applies to life, that you can make a decision today and then in a week, in a month, in a year, you can decide that, you know what, this is not working for me. This is not what makes me happy and I am not going to persevere. To think that, you know, I've put all this time in or I've invested all this money in, it's called sunken cost fallacy where you try and convince yourself that it's okay to continue in this thing that's making you unhappy or in this place that's making you unhappy because you paid X or you've invested X in it. The fact of the matter is that your happiness and your fulfillment is far more important than anything time or money wise that you have invested in something. It's okay to change your mind. And today's guest is going to tell us all about her experience of this. Now, she is quite young. So bear that in mind. It's coming from a young woman's perspective. But I think it's really important that somebody young can come on and teach us a little bit about the mechanisms of changing your mind once you have decided to do something and once you have invested your parents money in it (laughs) sorry mom (laughs) (laughs) so with that i will introduce you my lovely audience to my daughter Noree, who is i'm 20 20 years old i had you when i was like 11 yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> what it was. 11. You're so young. <laughs> Why, thank you. I'm, I'm not paying her to say all of these compliments. No, she'll pay me later. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> all right. So the reason that I asked you to come on the podcast and to talk a little bit about changing your mind is that, well, first of all, I want other young people your age to hear the message of changing your mind and, and not, well, it, I suppose it wasn't easy to do, but it was something that you took a long time to decide to do. 
but that it's okay to change your mind, right? So what I want you to do is to kind of take us through your um, your thought process from deciding to go in the first place and then at what moment you knew that it wasn't what you really wanted. Okay, so I originally decided to move away from home to go to university and that was August of last year. I said, you know what, um, I think I should move away and have this experience of being abroad um, because I thought that that was right for me at the time. Well, you actually moved in August. You applied to the university in like February, March last year. I did. I applied. I applied quite early as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I moved August. So that was a good few months in the making. And I came home intermittently in September to visit and to see family and to just be home. Mm-hmm. And I think the moment for me where I decided, you know, this is really not worth putting myself through the unhappiness that I'm feeling here um, was probably around Halloween. So late October. uh, So not even that long after I was there because, you know, with the pandemic and everything, nothing was open and I just really wasn't enjoying myself and I wasn't feeling, feeling well. Mm -hmm. Um, You didn't have any in-person classes. So that's, that, that probably plays an important role in it. Maybe you might have felt differently, but it is what it is. And the situation was that you weren't feeling happy. Yeah. I pondered obviously, you know, the, what if I had in-person classes, would I feel different? But you know, at the end of the day, that wasn't the fact that Mm. wasn't what was happening. So there was no point in me kind of grieving what I didn't have because it would just stop me from finding anything else in the future. Yeah. Um, at least that's what I think. Um, so I came home, uh, early November, I believe I came home. No, yeah, it was early November. And what, what had happened was we decided that because your classes were all online, Mm -hmm. you might as well be doing them online from home with your family rather than in student accommodation, possibly by yourself in the Netherlands. Yeah, I think, yeah, especially the moment that I was like, okay, I definitely need to be home was probably Halloween. Um, I was alone in my room um, studying for an exam that I had a few days later. Mm. And it was just me and my laptop and one, if anyone's seen The Nightmare Before Christmas, I watched that. (laughs) And I ate a little Mars bar from the vending machine downstairs. And I was like, I am so unhappy right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and this is the thing that it, you know, you have to realize that You've made a choice to be in the, that situation, but it doesn't mean that you have to accept it. You can actually choose to change it. And that was kind of like your your crucial turning point when you realized you could cho- choose something different, right? Yeah, and I think I definitely had the, so- the sunken cost fallacy. Mm-hmm. Definitely, I was like, oh, but I've, you know, money has gone into this. You know, I'm here. I might as well continue to be here. Mm-hmm. But um, then you and I had a lovely conversation. You were like, no, don't, no, don't do that. That's sunken cost fallacy. And it, it, it actually just elongates the the unhappiness and it, it makes it worse because then the longer it goes on, even more time invested now, even more money invested now. And it just, it has led to many unhappy lives, unfortunately. I believe that. I think that was definitely kind of the turning point for me is when I was like, okay, I could wallow and just spend the next however long I have to be here being unhappy or I could change because not only was I unhappy where I was staying, I wasn't 100% invested in what I was doing. Okay, so that that's an, an additional layer on top, okay? So you move away from home, you move country, 
you are in a city that you don't know. Luckily, the vast majority of Dutch people have English or speak good English. Um, but you also now have a little bit of dissatisfaction with your degree choice. Mm -hmm. And what was that like, realising that? I think because... I don't know if I would have felt different if it was in person, but I think when I was sitting there and I was looking at the theory and I was learning, I was like, wow, I am not made for this. And that's okay. Some people aren't made for more kind of theoretical things. People are... Okay, so tell tell um, my audience what your degree program is currently. Well, my degree is currently International Communication Management. Um, and I have deferred as of last month, I made the decision to defer. So that's basically you've applied to the university to take a, a year break between, um, my first and second and first year and second year. And do you plan to go back to that degree? Um, I in fact do not plan to go back to that degree. Okay. So why didn't you decide just to quit completely rather than just kind of put it on hold? I think that having it on hold as well kind of offers some sense of security if ever I don't get into what I do want to do. Um, I have that kind of backup plan. Do you think that that made it easier for you to decide to, to change, knowing that you could go back if you really needed to? Yeah, I think it was definitely a kind of crutch that was offered to me. And so mm -hmm. I took it as in... I know I don't want to go back to this degree, but it's kind of nice, even as a symbolic kind of placeholder, it's nice to have, even though I know that I will not be returning either way. But I think it definitely makes it easier to make the decision. Yeah, and I think there is some some kind of stigma as well around people hearing, I dropped out rather than I deferred. Because I dropped out has some really negative, unfortunately, really negative connotations that... You know, and it shouldn't be like that because, again, it's all about changing your mind and making a choice to satisfy yourself and make yourself happier. And if that means leaving college, then nobody should be judged on that. And I'm not the only one I know who has decided to either defer, defer or drop out. There are people that I know that have dropped out completely from their universities and are perfectly happy with that. And do you I, think the pandemic has something to do with that as well? Oh, absolutely. I think the way that students have lived their lives, at least in the past year and a half, two years, mm -hmm. has been drastically different from any other experience that maybe most of your audience have had. Yeah. Um, I think that when you are home all day and everything's online, it really takes a toll on you mentally. Of course. As well as physically. I remember when it first when I first moved away and everything was online I would I would sleep most of the day until I had class because mm -hmm. I had no reason to kind there of get up. There was nothing else to do. Exactly yeah. there was no reason yeah. for me to get up and move and go and see things because there was nothing for me to do. And you also missed out on that first year university experience like the you know coming in for the um the the new people joining and all of the activities around you know, getting to know your uh, classmates and getting to know the university. So I definitely think that that had a part to play. But I also think that your choice in going to do that degree was a little bit of a safety net. So explain a little bit about, about what happened there. Well, I originally had looked into doing a film and acting degree in Rome. And we actually went to visit Rome. 
and I was really interested in it, but I think that I wasn't confident enough in myself to say that I could kind of succeed at an arts degree. Mm. Especially um, French schools have a lot of stigma around people who go into the arts. It's not very encouraged. Doesn't pay the bills, right? Mm. It's that. Um, but I don't think that that's just a French thing. I think it's it's a global thing. Um, I, for example, one of my friends is the most incredibly talented artist, but as a child, her parents would not allow her to do art at all, even at home as a hobby, because there was no money and no security in an arts career. But we never gave you that message, right? We, yeah. we actually brought you <laughs> to see the university and really encouraged you that, you know, you are an incredibly creative person. You're a very talented artist. You do amazing animation. So, it's okay to pursue it because there are always ways to make money. Exactly. So, no, I definitely don't think it wasn't kind of the message that was given to me at home. I think it was just that kind of global stigma and my own confidence in myself to kind of not be able to pursue something like it. So I think when I applied for something like communication, it was way more stable mm. from that perspective. And it was something that would pay the bills. Um and because I'm good at talking to people and mm -hmm. I enjoy, I'm a people person, I enjoy talking mm -hmm. to people. Um, I figured that communication would be the safest route that wasn't the arts. And uh, since then, since being at home and kind of having the year online to stew with myself, um, I have since decided to change to a film degree, a cinema degree. And how did you feel when, when you finally realized I've made a mistake? How did you feel? Did you feel light or did you feel like dread? It was it was kind of a mix of both. I didn't feel dread because I'd have to change degrees. I felt dread because I'd have to deal with all the paperwork that came with changing <laughs> degrees. Um, I think realizing that you made a mistake isn't a bad thing. I think it's a learning experience and that's what I tried to take from it, especially now that I am in this kind of gap year mm -hmm. and I'm kind of transitioning to a different degree. Um, I'm trying to take it as a learning experience and do as much as I can in the year to learn and grow and take that into the degree that I do next. Yeah. And I think this is something that I have always instilled in you is that it's, it's not that something is wrong or something fails. It's just something you learn. So you have learned so much about this and I would never call this last year or choosing that degree a mistake because it's not a mistake. You went, you had an experience, you learned a lot about yourself, you learned a lot about the kind of career you want to have, and now you've decided to pursue that. Where where would the failure be in that? Where would the mistake be in that? I think I definitely had to go and do that to be able to be more confident in myself yeah. to pursue the degree that I actually wanted. Um, because, you know, if you go and you're, you settle kind of in what you're doing, then you're like, oh, there's no reason for me to change. But because mm. I was so unsettled, um, in myself and in the place that I was, I was like, no, I, I need to make a change. And of course, obviously I had a lot of kind of worries that I would be quote unquote behind all my peers who are finishing up their own degrees while I'm only starting one. Um, but I think that just comes with kind of talking to yourself and having a conversation with yourself or with people that that you trust about why you feel this way and how you can kind of get out of that mindset do you think that if you had in-person classes and you had created a kind of a comfortable environment for yourself in the netherlands do you think it would have occurred to you or do you think that that discomfort was necessary for you to analyze your 
choices? I think I needed the discomfort for sure. Okay. Um, but I think if I had kind of a quote unquote comfortable routine and I was just okay, I think I would have gotten bored because okay. it's not something that I would have, it's not something that I would have wanted to do. So I think either way it would have been there. I mean, I still have messages on my phone from last September where I'm talking to some of my friends and I'm like, do I want to drop out and change degrees? <laughs> do I really? And I think it took it took a really long time for me to admit that I wanted to stay home. I didn't say that I wanted to stay home mm-hmm. until from September to... Yeah, and I don't think it, it wasn't like one moment a light switch went off. I think it was a, it was a gradual, like if you think about a car on the motorway changing lanes, it doesn't swerve across the road. Well, okay, under normal circumstances, people don't swerve across the road. They go gently from one lane to the next. Exactly. And I think that's very much the process that you have gone through because we never sat down and said, right, mom, I've made a decision. I want to leave the university degree that I'm doing now and I'm on a switch that was never the conversation never happened like that i think it was far more organic and it was far more um i gradual. don't know yeah it was a very very gradual thing but i think one of the most important things and one of the most important things that i think all young people need to know is that communication was the foundation of this we talked about this constantly well not constantly but you know we visited this topic very very often and you kept us in the loop of how, I was of how you were feeling what your thought process was like and how you were thinking about moving away from this degree maybe wasn't what you were happy doing at any stage were you nervous about talking to us about that I think I was nervous in general. I don't think it had anything to do with actually talking to you, but I think it was more when you say something out loud, it becomes kind of real. It becomes physical. Mm. So if I said out loud, I want to change degrees to cinema, I was like, oh my God, this is happening. Um, And the first time I kind of said it to myself, um, it didn't make me nervous. It actually made me excited. And that's when when I was like, okay, I, I need to do this. This is something I have to do. Um, and I knew, I knew you would be supportive mm-hmm. either way. Um, I know that obviously people get very kind of anxious because a lot of money goes into these endeavors and they feel like they've done something wrong by wanting to change. But I think at the end of the day, the reward that you get from your own happiness is far more important than any anxiety that remains. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, it was never... It was never an issue for us that we had paid for a year of university that you're never going to use. Because from our point of view, that was such a huge learning experience. And even for us, we can see how much you have matured in the last year, how your thought processes are completely different to even this time last year. And I really, truly believe that you have made the right choice instead of doing this job so so i mean the degree you're doing like it's a really valuable degree and it can get you into a lot of places but for me i've always said that you are such a creative soul you need to produce something that you know you need to be in an environment where you're producing and of course with with a communications degree you can because you can go into advertising you can go into tv you can go into um radio or, or anything like that but i think that it it was always going to be difficult because the majority like actually 100% of the degree is 
theory, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, it was, it was, yeah, it was all theory work, not a lot of practical things. The only kind of hands-on work that we did was group projects. Which is, yeah. Which is a stretch in saying that it's practical work. <laughs> yeah, so you've picked a new degree. Tell us about that. So I am switching to a Bachelor of Arts, and it's a cinema degree, which is something that I'm very excited about. Um, applications start later this year, and I'm already looking at what I need. I've sent about four emails to the school asking <laughs> asking what I could possibly need to prepare. And are you going to go abroad again? Um no. <laughs> uh, I'm staying at home now. Um, so you know, the university you're applying to is? Is the Haute École d'Art et Dessin in Geneva. Which translates roughly as the, the School of Arts and, and Design. And design. Yeah, because they do cinema and uh, visual communications and they do loads of different kind of arts They do visual degrees. media as well, don't they? Yeah, a bunch of yeah. different art degrees. Um, and I think I needed to go away to kind of realize that being at home is okay I think a lot of people, especially young people, and I can say that because I was one of these people. You are still young. <laughs> okay, but I'm one of these people that did this thing where they're like, I need to move away from home. I need to get away from here. I think a lot of people, especially people that I spoke to, also had the same mindset. Um, but I realized that being at home is comfortable and I have good friends here. I have good stability. I have, mm -hmm. I'm happy here. And there was no reason for me to change that. And I think I needed to go away to kind of realize that being at home is okay. So basically what you're saying is what mom and dad were saying to you about not being in a hurry to grow up and be an adult was actually right all along. I mean, I have the T-shirt to prove it. <laughs> and she literally does have the T-shirt. Fabio went and got a T-shirt printed that said basically my parents were right. And we uh, we presented it to her. It's a punishment T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, of course, in jest. Like, you know, we, we were never going to be the kind of parents that would give you a hard time for no. Yeah, uh, for that. But yeah, you were so insistent on leaving, leaving and being independent. And um, we said to you, look, we hate being adults. Adulting is like the worst job ever. It and is nobody, the worst job. nobody tells you what it's like. But we've always told you what it's like. But mm -hmm. I don't think you quite believed us. No, now I have a realistic <laughs> expectation. I don't like doing dishes. <laughs> <laughs> Who does? <laughs> Who does? So we're coming to the end of the episode. So in your 20-year-old wisdom, all oh, my word... 20 years, <laughs> what would you tell anybody of any age out there who is facing a choice that will mean completely changing their life, possibly ending relationships, possibly leaving stable jobs to go do something scary like starting your own business? In your experience and, and what you have lived through in the last year, what advice would you give? I think, especially for me, I was telling myself not to look at the others. Don't look at other people around you, what they're doing, what their income is, what their stable job is. Look at yourself. And what they think. Right? And what they think, what exactly. They think. And don't think of if you're behind or ahead. Don't think about that. Look at yourself. What do you want? Will this make you happier in the long term? And if the answer is yes, this will make me happier, then... Go do Why it. even hesitate? <laughs> exactly. Well, thank you very much for taking the time out of your extremely busy, so busy. non-university, non-job having schedule. I have a job. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. So that's it for episode nine of the School of Self-Improvement podcast. I really hope that it was helpful even to hear 
the opinion of somebody who is so young and who, who has so little life experience, I think it's always valuable because they give you a perspective that maybe you hadn't looked at before. I know for sure that I really admire her, even though, like, of course, she's my daughter and I'm going to say she's wonderful and she's the best at everything. But I really admire the strength and the bravery of deciding to change degree um, in after the first year and actually starting again because that's basically what she is doing she should have been going into second year of her degree and now she's taking a year off so she's going to be starting a brand new three-year bachelor of arts when she would have been going into her final year so i think it was really brave of her and i think she made the right choice she's definitely going to excel in cinema she's always been a film buff movie lover um, and I think Steven Spielberg is one of her biggest idols. So out of the mouth of babes might come some very, very valuable advice. So thank you very much for joining me and I'll see you next week.